the show, Five Shot Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. It was a double match week, and we have a double match review for you in this episode. Apologies for not being able to get a an episode before the Columbus Crew match, but these games come thick and fast, and the schedule is busy for everyone involved, including me. But, uh, yes, let's get into it then. So, uh, yeah, the New York Red Bulls match at the Benz in the middle of the week. Uh, it was definitely not something to write home about. Uh, a lot of the people that went, okay, yeah, I mean, we started off decently, but, uh, you know, we really kind of crapped the bed after that. And uh, New York Red Bulls, as they do, they provide that gut punch, that uh, that kind of smash and grab that they tend to do. And... Uh, yeah, it's one of those where, uh, yeah, the Red Bulls, when they opened up the scoring, after that, it just seemed to all kind of go downhill a little bit. But, uh, yeah, LA United didn't stop fighting, but, uh, yeah, uh, the way it started, it was a pretty attacking lineup with Joseph Martinez, Joseph Martinez up top, uh, Cisneros, Araruju, Almada, and Moreno. So, uh, yeah, all five of them took part. Uh, trying to, you know, kind of impose ourselves against a New York Red Bulls side. But, alas, it is uh, something that uh, we did impose ourselves. We controlled a lion's share of the possession at 73%. But, yeah, it was not enough as, uh, yeah, the New York Rebels they just find, you know, those dangerous opportunities. Uh, they don't need many chances and uh, they were the first one to get on the score sheet there. Uh, really, really poor marking on Lewis Morgan's goal where, yeah, you know, we just tend to switch off as we know. And uh, Morgan, he finds himself in acres of space inside the box and he puts it away in the 11th minute. Uh, so they're 1-0 up. And then uh, 15th minute uh, defender Tolkien, he uh, gets one in from a corner kick. So... It's just, uh, yeah, you know, one of those where it also took about five minutes for the ref to be able to figure out if it was onside or offside. And if it takes you that long, that's very frustrating. It means that it probably wasn't clear and obvious. And this is uh, part of the frustration with uh, refs. Uh, definitely, it will be a theme in this episode. But, I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, it, it can't take that long. It just honestly cannot take that long to decide if it's uh, onside or offside. Because if it does, then it's not obvious. But, uh, you know, alas, we have to move on uh, through the rest of this match. But, uh, yeah, you know, there were some other chances we were uh, definitely trying to create uh, throughout the, uh, you know, most of uh, the game where, I mean, we still, I mean, like I said, we just didn't give up. And that's at least the hallmark that we can hang our hat on. But, I mean, you know, you, you look at our place in the standings and it's one of those things where you look at the talent that has been assembled with uh, the amount of, uh, at least monetarily, 
uh, at least maybe according to Transfer Marked, uh, that we have one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive teams in the league. And, I mean, this is pretty telling that, uh, yeah, we're not playing as a team. We essentially are a collection of talent, like I said on Twitter, uh, kind of during the match uh, against the New York Rebels that, I mean, yeah, you bring in uh, Dom Dwyer, Edwin Mascara, and we're throwing the kitchen sink, and it's just, how many times do we have to do this? Where, uh, you know, we have to throw the kitchen sink, we uh, can maybe pull a goal back, but uh, it doesn't really mean much at the, after that point. Uh, basically, yeah. Jose Martinez, he scored the 100th goal of his MLS career, and it, frankly, it was an afternote. It was just kind of just kind of sad. Like, there wasn't anything really to cheer about. It was, yeah, we had to uh, run that ball back to uh, midfield so that we can try to go again, and yeah, we just honestly we ran out of time. I mean, we uh, just were not good enough in front of goal. We are not clinical when we need to be, and uh, we switch off. It's just the story of the season, really, and, I mean, it's just one of those, is it Carlos Bocanegra with the type of players that he's brought in that uh, they don't really fit a system? There's not really a cohesion in uh, maybe identity and the style of play. Like, what are, what are we trying to do? Uh, yeah, we're trying to play with possession and also... We're trying to be a team that is uh, forward-thinking and uh, you know wants to attack, but I mean, it just frankly isn't something that we are doing very well. And Gonzalo Pineda, I mean, he uh, has you know definitely suffered some uh, some bad luck with injuries, but also I think with good uh, good criticism that is he getting the best out of all of our players as well. I mean, there are maybe some uh, some players that have gotten some good chances and whatnot, uh, but you know these uh, these players that have come in are they more or less because they kind of already have some of the talent, and it's not because Pineda is uh, galvanizing them and bringing them all together. I mean, we we regularly switch off at least one time a match, and uh, is that on Pineda though? It's not. I mean, it's on. I think uh, a lot of the players that uh, collectively we just have this soft underbelly and you know it's just one of those where uh, at least in this match uh, Pineda he uh, he mentioned some things uh, at least after the match that uh, yeah, the first 10 minutes were good conceded a silly goal lost control of the first half second half we were more dominating but couldn't create valuable chances and I think that's really what it is, too. We are, I think, uh, near the top in uh, chances created, but we're in, f like, I think 15th, like, smack dab, pretty much in the middle of the league in terms of uh, key chances or high, uh, you know, high chances created. And it's just one of those things where, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty telling. We, uh, we are usually trying to scrounge for a decent half chance uh, for most of the match and you know that's why we're not clinical in front of goal because we just frankly they're not very very good looks they're just it's a look 
And uh, yeah, it's one of those here where Jose Martinez, man, like that's just a shame. I mean, it's a well-taken goal, but it's just like, there's just no fanfare for it. I mean, we're, uh, <laughs> it's at the very, pretty much almost last minute of the match and it's just, it's like, so what at that point? Uh, for something that should be really revered and uh you know we'll get to that in the news but uh yeah this match against the new york rebels really uh yeah poor results and uh kind of lackluster performance for most of it in terms of uh the kind of kind of key chances that we have created and it's just uh ultimately LA united we need to be doing better at home like we cannot be uh, letting a team just pretty much smash and grab us like this and then whimper whimper to the uh, to the final whistle and uh, you know it's one of those where yeah I mean I, I'm not really sure it's like how many how many times have we played New York Red Bulls and we cannot figure them out and uh, you know there's been countless coaches countless number of players they just have our number. I mean, we figured out, you know, how to play against them uh, in the MLS Cup playoffs. And I think, well, there probably should be more of that when we play against them is, yeah, let them have the ball and try to see uh, if they can break us down because chances are they probably won't be able to. And we have the players that can hit them on the counter in some space. I think we do well in space. So, you know, maybe there is a little bit more where we need to... Uh, play to our strengths a little bit in lieu of not being able to do the business when we are trying to possess it a lot. But alas, uh, it's on Pineda, it's on Carlos Bocanegra, and yeah, you know, there is the uh, new president that's going to be brought in, and you know, we shall see what happens. But let's move on into the match on Sunday versus the Columbus Crew, and uh. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, on paper a very tough fixture, a an away match. It's rainy. It's uh, it's always raining in Columbus when we play them. It seems like, but a little bit of a, a delay hour long before the match started, and Lord.com Field actually didn't actually start off that poorly for us. But uh, yeah, in terms of the starting eleven, Brooks Lennon started. Santiago Sosa uh, as well, and Amar Sadich, and Jose Martinez was on the bench, so Cisneros was up top, but uh, yeah, you know, definitely seemed like it was uh, a change in mind because of probably a little bit of rest and also, uh, you know, trying to see if we can, uh, you know, play to our strengths on the road, but it seemed like, yeah, we were doing quite well uh, starting this one. I mean, we, uh, yeah, you know, we had the uh, the first shot on goal from Gutman. Uh, we had definitely, of course, the first goal, which was just ridiculous. A ridiculous hit from Santiago Sosa. Uh, yeah, loose ball. Santiago Sosa picks it up on the right side of the D and he takes a touch and he smashes it top bins into the right corner. I mean, froze the keeper. I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, kind of a 
kind of ridiculous of a hit, and uh, it's his first MLS goal, and unfortunately, it doesn't get uh, nominated for the MLS Gold of the Week. So that is clearly a bummer, and uh, definitely that's that's a crying shame that it was not even uh, part of uh, the voting process for one of the goals for uh, for it. But yeah, uh, in terms of uh, yeah, after our goal, well, unfortunately, that soft underbelly strikes again. We switch off, and uh, yeah, I mean these goals, these goals by Cucho uh, Hernandez. I mean, they're decent. They're decent goals. I mean, but it's one of those where we should not be conceding them. I think as well. It's uh, it's just you know one of those again. We cannot. Uh, we cannot keep a clean she- clean sheet. It's just. Uh, Whomever we bring in, it's just, yeah, it's a little bit part of it where, uh, you know, I wonder if Gonzalo Pineda even really knows what our best 11 is. And it's, uh, to be fair, difficult when all the players are out, of course. But, uh, yeah, you know, so much chopping and changing in the defense as well. Like, what's our best? What is our best 11, really? But, uh, you know, I think the... The biggest part here is Santiago Sosa. He had five shots before the first half ended. I mean, give him the striker position because he clearly, yeah, he was finding all of the uh, the, the chances in front of goal. And uh, he honestly, he could have had two or three. I mean, he had a couple header chances. I mean, man, man was finding himself in some space to uh to make things happen and uh yeah uh it was definitely he he deserved the uh the man of the match that he got uh at the end of the the match here from uh from the team's uh social media but uh before the match ended of course uh it was uh so it was 2-1 uh for most of it and uh yeah one of uh the almost hallmarks of uh, Pineda's uh kind of coaching rain right now is that he's going to bring on the kitchen sink and uh yeah you had uh, Joseph Martinez and Dom Dwyer come on for uh Adaruju and Cisneros and uh yeah we found that equalizer so uh yeah Mosquera he uh delivered a corner kick and Wanjo or Wanjo Parata he uh yeah he found that header that equalized it for us and uh oh man Boy, did we need it. It was, uh, yeah, another another one from the meaty forehead, that uh, forehead, rather, that's uh, very, very clutch, very much needed. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those we fight again to the uh, end of the match. We are still going for it, but, you know, I would much rather, you know, get the points... Uh, Obviously, you know, from uh, from winning this match where we don't have uh, these heart attacks and we don't have these moments where it's just moments of madness where we allow these uh, teams to get back into it when they do not deserve to be in the match. Uh, the XG apparently was like, LA United, we had like about a 2 XG and uh, Columbus Crew had about a 0.4 I mean, that's a big, big disparity. 
And uh, you also had, yeah, like 24 shots for LA United and to uh, Columbus's 12. It's just, yeah. This one, uh, I think, uh, with the way that Pineda also uh, described it after the match, that, yeah, we were the superior team to a very good team. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, you know, these, uh, these type of performances, you know, uh, they get a little bit overshadowed too by some questionable VAR calls that's, uh, you know, that or some moments where, like, what is the ref doing? It's really just where it's baffling. It's honestly where I... You guys should know that I do not really like to complain about refs, and this one deserves all all the complaints. It's just uh, moment after moment of that's not equal for both sides. Uh, you know why is it called for them and not called for us? We uh, yeah, Pineda pretty much mentioned it after the match that uh, you know as much as. Uh, you know the uh, the media likes to criticize uh, players and coaches that they should criticize the officials and so yeah there uh, hopefully is and it seems like there is a little bit of the media is trying to trying to get to the bottom of it a little bit too and try to get some accountability for the refs because honestly it's just it's worse than lackluster it's like on the degree of you know, however inept you are at your job, like they can just keep going, no repercussions, no recourse, it's just fine. Yeah, you know, you can have uh, the uh, the league kind of uh, poke fun at it too with the cheese. It's uh, you make the call, and it's just like, guys, like have some awareness. It's just like these referees clearly. Part of this is bringing down the league. Now, there's other parts of it that's uh, in terms of the league that we can do better, but this is definitely a big cog in it that's it's just making the product worse. Like it's hard to watch some of this refereeing. But anyway, uh, so you know we uh, we grab the point here. That's uh, a good result, but honestly, it doesn't move the needle. We uh, you know, if we had won this match, we could have been two points from the playoff line. But we are around four points below the uh, the playoff line now. Eight games left. The business end of the season, and we have a lot to do. But uh, let's wrap it up on this match. We will play DC United, and I'll have that match preview later on for you in this episode. But let's get into the news and yes, uh, that goal against the New York Red Bulls, Jose Martinez is the fastest player in MLS history to score 100 goals. That's in 136 games. His first goal, of course, was against the Chicago Fire, March 12, 2017. And of course, uh, this past one, August 17th. So yeah, definitely crazy, crazy, but can't really enjoy it when... You're, uh, yeah, just pulling one goal back against the New York Rebels. But uh, Santiago, Sogo, Santiago Sosa, he also mentioned something after the match against the Columbus crew that uh, 
He understands the criticism that the team and the players are facing coming from River Plate, uh, where the pressure is honestly next level. He said that LA United are the biggest club in MLS, the, quote, river of MLS in that sense. And he said, quote, we understand the demands and the criticism. And that's uh, according to Felipe Cardenas. And yeah, I mean, uh, he gets it. And hopefully the rest of the team gets it. That's, yeah, and this is just not good enough. I mean, uh, it, there's a lot of a lot of fans that I think have lost interest. Unfortunately, there's a lot of fans that are, uh, you know, the casuals that have uh, moved on to something fairly uh, just more interesting. And uh, that's really the uh, the crux of it is that you know this is going to happen if uh, the product on the field just continues to just not be good. Like this is kind of worse than mediocre. We're ne- we're thirteenth in the Eastern Conference, but uh, yeah. In terms of uh, Gonzalo Pineda. He said after the match that uh, the playoff scenario, he uh, quote, that my belief is that we're going to make it. Uh, and to the ATL supporters, we are working. You can see by tonight that the team will never quit. And, I mean, that at the very least, he's got the team motivated to uh, continue to play, to, uh, play from whistle to whistle. But uh, I think at the end of the day, too, you want to see that there's progression. You want to see that the team is getting better that players are getting better. Uh, I'm not really sure that we see that. But uh, other bits of news. The MLS goal of the week uh, for the week of August 13th. Tiago Almada, he won that for his goal against FC Cincy. Uh, there's pretty much like, no fanfare on that one. But yeah, uh, we did get him to win that one. Unfortunately, like I said, that Santiago Sosa's goal did not make the uh voting for this week unfortunately but last bit of news is that Allen United 2 they fell to Loudoun United on uh, Saturday 3-1 Jackson Conway he uh, scored his seventh goal in in, uh, in an acrobatic way but uh, yeah seventh goal and Vicente Reyes he made 10 saves tying a career best uh, the twos, they will play the Pittsburgh Riverhounds at Fifth, Fifth Third Bank Stadium. And uh, that's on Saturday, August 27th. But that does it for the news and gets us into our match preview. And like I said earlier, we will be playing DC United. Wayne Rooney, who uh, former player for them and of course... Uh, legend of Man United and the England national team. He, uh, yeah, he's got a tall, tall task, and they just lost to the Philadelphia Union six uh, nil over the past weekend. And you know, he uh, pretty much admitted that this probably was the death knell to their playoff hopes. But uh, yeah, this is still a bogey side probably for us that. I mean, they're going to, I mean, Wayne Rooney's going to have them motivated to play against us to uh, continue to progress. Otherwise, you know, why would he be coming there and going there rather and uh, coaching them uh, mid-season where they, you know, are frankly, yeah, it's like there's not much to play for except that's, yeah, you know, Wayne Rooney, he uh, coming from Derby County, 
Like he's trying to make something happen here so that he can, uh, you know, not only uh, do well with DC United, but get another coaching gig uh, somewhere in Europe probably. But uh, yeah, they're bottom of the league right now. Uh, 12 points below the playoff line. Eight matches to go. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, some of the key departures from uh, the offseason and this season, uh, Paul Are- Paul Ariola, Kevin Paredes, and, of course, Julian Gressel, who has gone to the Vancouver Whitecaps. But, uh, yeah, the uh, acquisitions from the offseason, Michael Estrada, Taxi Fountas, Brad Smith, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, in this sense, they were one of the busiest teams, uh, so like I said, there's a lot of players that have something to play for, and also uh, Christian Benteke, he also was brought in from the Premier League side at Crystal Palace as well, and as well as uh, Victor Paulson from Schalke, so there's definitely some players that, uh, yeah, some big hitters that uh, Rooney has brought in. And, uh, yeah, we will see. We'll see if they will uh, debut. Uh, but definitely, in terms of predictions, the MLS writers, they all predicted them to be pretty mediocre, but maybe not as bad as they were. Uh, as high as ninth in the East and as low as our 12th in the East, uh, they're underperforming that even somehow. But, uh, yeah. In terms of uh, the predictions for LA United for the starting 11, I think it's going to be something to this effect again, maybe uh, to where we saw some uh, some good effect and some good play. I think uh, maybe we might persist with it a little bit. So Rocco Rios Novo between the sticks, Lennon, Purata, Franco, and Gutman. Uh, in that back line, Sosa and Sadic again in midfields. Uh, we look like we controlled a good bit and uh, were able to, uh, you know, kind of nullify some of that. So I think that will persist. Aruju, Almada, and Wiley. Uh, Wiley and, uh, and Gutman kind of are, uh, are kind of offering a good uh, little partnership there where. Uh, Wiley will stay out wide a little bit, and Gutman will, uh, you know, he's that kind of uh, that player that will find himself in some good spots. He's a good attacking left back where, uh, you know, he will be more in the box, more than kind of pumping that ball in from wide. And uh, Cisneros up top for me. And so pretty much unchanged from the Columbus crew. Uh, I mean, we, we looked pretty decent against the side that is pretty good. And so... Uh, it's just about some continuity, and I think this might be the side that uh, can get us the three points that we need here. I mean, make no bones about it. This is a must win. We must beat this team that is the poorest in the league by a good margin. We're we're nearly there. We're nearly there by, uh, by kind of uh, our place in the standings more so but uh you know it's just what it is like we need to beat this side and ultimately i think we do score prediction wise i think it's a 2-1 win what do you guys think let us know in the comments below but uh guys that pretty much does it for the match preview and 
almost the entire episode except for the question of the day. So the question of the day is, do you think Jose Martinez deserves uh, a DP deal or should he get a TAM deal or should we sell Jose Martinez? What do you think? What should happen with Jose Martinez in the offseason? Or do you think we should continue to wait and see until the season ends? Obviously, uh, Jose Martinez, he's had an up-and-down season a little bit, but the numbers are still pretty decent. So, guys, let me know what you think in those comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, <laughs>